And even as the darkness and deep darkness comes upon the earth, the glory of the Lord will get brighter and brighter on the children of God. So I don't care what happens in the world. There has to be a shaking in the world for those that are in darkness to see the light. I thank the Lord every day that I'm in a position to be a blesser. Because I don't want to be in the position where I have to be a beggar. Amen. And so every opportunity I have to be a blessing to somebody, I'm going to remember that I'm blessed to be a blessing. Right? And it doesn't matter what level you're on. If you'll get the mindset that you are blessed, not trying to get blessed, I am blessed. Blessed is not what you have. Blessed is who you know. And the minute you know him, you have favor. And from that favor, you can produce anything that you need in your life. Faith, faith has the ability, it's a substance that you can use to create anything with your words. If you know how to use them right. Death and life are in the power of your tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so you can use your mouth like God, your Father, and you can create, frame the world you want to live in. Think about that. You have creative ability to create the world that you're going to live in. You can create your own future. By what you believe in your heart and what you say with your mouth. Amen. And what you have to realize is, is that you don't just get to create anything you want. You create what the Father shows you to create. So Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when they're walking with the Father, right? You read it in Genesis. Let's go there just for fun. So I don't have a message. I'm just going to chat. And we'll see what happens. I just want to honor all the moms first and say, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for being moms. Thank you for laying down your lives for your children. You protect them. You nurture them. You're there when they, they need diapers changed. You're there when they scrape their knees. You're there to teach them, to correct them, to encourage them. Amen. You lay down your life. You give your physical body over for this child to be born through you. And um, you are blessed. Do you know that one of the, the greatest blessings is to have a child? The ability to birth a child is a blessing. And, you know, it's God's idea. It was His idea from the beginning in the Garden of Eden to create a factory at the person next to you and say, a factory. It's a human factory to produce physical bodies so that we could bring more of God's children to the earth. Because what God wants to do is in every person there is a gift and there is an ability. And God needs a male and a female to produce a body so he can bring another gift designed in his image to the earth to reveal another part of God's glory to mankind. And so there are no mistakes 
uh, parents might think they made a mistake, but in God's kingdom, there are no mistakes because every single child is a gift made in the image of God to reflect the glory of God. That means you're a gift. And I just want to say, moms, you are a gift to this world. Without moms being able to birth children, the earth would not be populated with more of the God kind. Amen. Let's give it up for our moms. Man, give a big shout. If you haven't already, you do need to contact your mother today. And you need to thank her for bearing stripes on her body so you could be born. <laughs> Say, Mom, I am sorry for the damage that I did to your outer epidermis. I pray for the healing of them scars. I am so sorry, Mom, for all the hell I put you through. Amen. And just bless your mother. Be a blessing to your mom. Look past the mistakes and try to find the gold in her, right? Because it's very easy to go and dig for the problem. We can find problems in every single person because we're all flawed. But what you have to do is you have to look past the mistakes and then you think about the fact that your mother carried you the whole term. She did not abort you. You are alive today because your mother made a choice to lay down her life, to, get, to surrender everything else so that you could be born and that you could exist in this realm. She fed you. She nurtured you. She clothed you. Maybe your mom gave you up for adoption or maybe she left. You don't know the circumstances surrounding her life. Amen? Amen? But you are here today, and the Bible says, honor your mother and father. It doesn't say only if they deserve it. No, they in that position, and you honor them regardless. Can I get an amen? And if you have judgment in your heart towards your mother, you need to leave it at the altar today. You need to forgive her. You need to lay down the finger pointing. Because if you do not withdraw the finger from your mother, you will repeat the same mistakes your parents did. Judgment brings you under the same curse your parents carry. That generational curse that runs through the family line, what brings it upon you is your judgment against them, saying, I never want to be like them. As children of the Most High God, we come to the cross and we forgive. That is who we are. Can I get an amen? amen. And if your, your mom wasn't perfect, your dad was not perfect. But let me tell you something. If you will make the choice today to lay down the mistakes and the disappointments and all the things that you feel like you missed out on, the things that you're blaming them for, if you will lay that all down today, the Lord will heal your heart, number one. 
And number two, he'll unlock, uh, he'll unlock his goodness over you, and he'll cause that thing that's been causing you to stumble to be broken in your life, and you'll actually find freedom. I've had a very good week. I've been spending time with the Lord. I'm in a whole new season. This month of May is going to be a churning point. This month is a churning point for us personally and corporately. I'll just prophesy and tell you those that have been faithful to this house are about to be promoted. There is new gifting that is being imparted in this month to cause you to be activated into a new authority so that we as a body can minister in a greater anointing to those who are getting ready to walk through the doors. You're about to cross, and some of you are already doing it. Misty crossed, Selena's already crossed. We are all at a threshold where we're stepping over into another realm of the glory of God. I don't know if you realize it, but Selena got up here and prophesied to Livia Nemo last week. That is not something that she's been activated in before. And there's other things the Lord is beginning to show her, but now she just needs the confidence to step out and do it. Misty's on Monday, this week Monday, she's now having visions of the miraculous and what God's getting ready to do. There's a whole new realm of seeing and a whole new realm of operating, getting ready to unlock in those that are committed to the vision and that have come up under to support this house. There is an anointing that comes from the head and is poured onto the body. And the level of your surrender and your commitment is going to determine the reward. And I'm telling you right now, that suddenly word that I spoke in the beginning of the year, there are going to be suddenly uh, shamandaya. Uh, heavenly activity is coming in a new way, and the suddenlies of God are getting ready to strike like lightning. Yeah, you wait. And it's not about stuff. It's not about stuff. It has nothing to do with stuff. It has to do with you walking with the Lord and you doing the will of God in the earth, and suddenly the Lord works through you to bring deliverance and setting the captives free. I'm telling you right now, the month of June, you are going to walk into this place and the atmosphere is going to be different. I'm telling you right now, it's already changing. I feel, I feel it in my bones that he's about to move. I feel it in the wind that he's about to ride in. Should be a song, right? So, I, I started, <laughs> the Lord's been working on me to do a men's ministry. And just like my wife, I have been resisting it. You know, she says, you're kicking and screaming. What she shared this morning is rock star level, people. There, the, when, the, when the Lord corrects you, it means he loves you. The fact that the Lord would speak to my wife and say, look here, let me correct you a little bit, is proof that God loves her. 
What she shared, when you're resisting what God wants you to do, you're actually resisting Him and you're activating frustration to wear you out. I don't, I don't think you guys understand how gold that is. That, that is pearls that she handed out this morning. I hope you grab that. That is the wisdom of God being released to you today. And if you will grab that and yield to the Holy Ghost, oh, you're going to be activated into the strength and the might of God. So anyway, he's been talking to me about this men's ministry. So I bought a bunch of books, and I'm reading on men. And What am I going to tell guys? Like, Lord, what do you want me to tell? I've got to find some material. And my wife says to me, just tell him about what you do. I'm like, I don't know what I do. I just do it. I don't sit here and analyze what I do. I just do it. Do it. I think that's going to be the club. Do it. That'll be the motto. Just, just do it. Like, what am I going to tell guys? Guys are a different breed. They don't listen. They don't show up. They are boring. Hold on. Just hold on. The only thing that excites guys is like video games and football type stuff. Food is a huge thing. I think we can all agree. And so I'm like, okay, God, what, am, what do you want me to do here? And so the Lord starts dropping into my heart to start studying how God the Father was a father to Adam and how God the Father was a father to Jesus. That is a slippery slope. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And I think I fell. I went right down. Because what's been unlocking over the last week has just been out of this world. I'm being changed. Men, go study how God was a father to Adam and how God was a father to Jesus. And you'll understand how to be a father to your children. It'll mess you up. Make you love your wife a whole lot more. And so fathers are the foundation in the home. A home without a foundation will collapse with the slightest windstorm, leaving the family unprotected, fearful, and at the mercy of life circumstances. Fathers are role models. I know it's Mother's Day. Fathers are role models. Fathers are role models that children look to for identity, instruction, discipline, confidence, security, and protection. Fathers, you are vital in the home. You are important in the household. The family is the oldest institution that exists. The family started in the garden. It was God's original idea. Do you know that the family existed before the government? That's why the government has no right to tell you what to do with your family. 
parents have the right to decide how to raise their households. The government does not have authority in your marriage. It is God-given. It is a divine right and solely in your authority and your power. Instituted by God himself. And it was God's original idea for a man and a woman to come together as one to reproduce and fill the earth, according to Genesis 1. And let's look at it. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. And so God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them, male and female, He created them. Verse 28, and God blessed them. Say, He blessed us. Look at the person next to you and say, you are blessed. He blessed, he blessed us in the beginning. He said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. So God wants people on the earth. God's trying to populate the earth. God is trying to fill the earth. And then it says, this is great right here. Rain, govern it, rain over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So here the Lord says, govern the earth. That's where he gave man dominion. Everybody say dominion. That's ruling or controlling power. It's sovereignty, supreme authority over the earth. Look at the person next to you and say, God has given us, He has blessed us with dominion, supreme authority on the earth. That's why God cannot do anything in the earth unless He reveals it to His servants, the prophets. It's like your house. You have a landlord. If you do not own your home, you have a landlord. You're renting. If you're a renter and you have a contract... The landlord does not have a right to come into your home unless you allow him in. Well, God leased the earth to us. He put us in charge as the ones having supreme authority over his house, over his creation. So God is not going to undermine his own authority. He's going to speak to the authorities in the earth and say, this is what I want to do. And we as his children have to yield to him and bring his will through into the earth. But if mankind does not yield to the Holy Ghost and does not walk with God as man did in the garden, then man's selfish desires will be executed in the earth because you have the authority. People say God is in control, but God is not in control. He puts you in control. And that's why we have the problems we have in the earth. God needs righteous, mature sons and daughters of the Most High God to take positions of power and authority so that we can bring kingdom government into every sphere of the earth whether it's in education, in the home, in the government, if the church doesn't stand up and take that place, then evil rulers will take that place and they will use their power for selfish purposes. We can sit in our little fortresses and we can complain about everything. 
But if you will get your butt out of the seat and go take your place in the marketplace, in the government house, in the schoolhouse, then you can change that atmosphere. God called you to be light and darkness. God gave you authority and power. God is with you. And so we need to step into our authority, and we need to do what God is requiring us to do so that His government can be established in the earth, so that righteousness can reign. When ungodly leaders take power, the, the nations groan. I'll say this, the thing that you complain about, you should go fix. Stop sitting behind your three-by-four screen, whining. Go do something about it. You won't change anything unless you're angry. And you won't change anything unless you believe you can do something about it. So get mad. Get mad. Do it. Get mad. Do it. I don't know where we're going, but we're having fun. Uh, Mr. Fred said, just unleash. She said, just, just drop atomic bombs on buildings. So that's what I'm doing. So God is Adam's father. This is great. In uh, Genesis chapter 2, let's just read it. When the Lord God, verse, verse uh, what a verse is that? It's like in the middle there, yeah. Four and a half. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Nothing grew in the earth until God put people here. The earth did not produce anything until God put people here. It's like Mars. The minute people arrive in Mars, things will start growing. Now they'll put greenhouses on there and everything. Just as a, I'll throw this out there now that she said Mars. So Elon Musk is creating a, a robot company. It's great. He's going to send robots to Mars to build stuff. It's going to be awesome. Happy Mother's Day. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered the land, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. And this, this right here is loaded. And he breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and they replaced the man he had made. And the Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground. Trees were beautiful, produced delicious fruit in the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden, dividing into four branches. The first branch was called the Pison, flowing around the entire land of Havilah, where gold was found. So God put all the gold here for us, right? The gold of that land is exceptionally pure aromatic resin, and onyx stones are also found there. The second branch, called the Gihon, flowed around the entire land of Cush, and the third branch, called the Tigris, flowed east of the land of Ashur. And the fourth branch is called the Euphrates. And the Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. 
So it's our responsibility to watch over the, what God has created. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit from every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So God gave him law. He gave him a command. Oh, this is great. Verse 18. Then the Lord said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God, watch this, verse 19. So the Lord God formed from the dust of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky, and he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the sky and the wild animals, but still there was no helper just right for him. Watch this. So here you are. God takes man, forms him from the dust of the ground, he breathes the breath of life into his nostrils. He becomes a living person with consciousness. Then this is what the Lord God does. He takes the man and he says, son, let me teach you who you are. He brings animals that he forms from the dust of the ground to the man to see what the man will call them. When the man calls that animal, it becomes a living creature. That's why we have dominion over everything in the earth, because it came out of Adam. God has dominion over us because we came out of God. But we had dominion over the whole planet because it came out of us, came out of the first man. Do you know that the dominion mantle that man carried was so powerful that man could speak the languages of animals? What? Yeah, Dr. Doolittle, not too crazy. Chapter 3, I'll prove it. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And one day he asked the woman, did God really say, I don't see the woman screaming and go, oh, the snake spoke to me. It was normal because within the dominion, Authority that man had in the garden, he had authority over the animals to speak the languages of animals, just like their languages of angels, like their languages of different nations, to command them. You go to the book of Luke chapter 5, the disciples had toiled all night trying to catch fish, and Jesus said, throw your nets on the other side of the boat, and what did they catch? They caught so much fish that they had to bring in the partners so that they could fill those boats. Why? Because Jesus carried the dominion mantle upon him over all creation. Oh, it gets better. You see, we have to understand who the original people were and how they operated so we can get a glimpse of who our forefathers were and how we're supposed to operate. We've got some maturing to do to become sons and daughters of the Most High God that wear the dominion mantle again and that we rule and reign here on the earth. What do you think resurrection power is? Resurrection power has the ability to bring dead things back to life. Oh, watch this. So this is, this is, these are my chats with Jesus. What I'm sharing with you today is my personal time with the Lord and the stuff that He shares with me that gets my wife wondering why I'm into miracle signs and wonders. So here in uh, Genesis chapter 2, 
verses 7. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils. The Lord, the Lord starts talking to me about the breath of life, the tree of life, the river of life, and the bread of life. And I'm just stuck on the breath of life right now. But we're going to get into the other stuff. And so think about this for a second. The, what is the breath of life? What does the breath of life have the ability to do? The breath of life has the ability to take dust and transform it into living tissue. The breath of life has the ability to transform dust into marrow, bone, muscle, skin, a nervous system, create organs that work and flow together, and to bring a consciousness to you and give you life. And so, in every word that God speaks to you, the breath of life is behind it. And Jesus said in, in Luke 4.4, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, whoa, hey, whoa, go to Ezekiel 37. Hey, hey, hey. What are you doing, pastor? Uh, just messing with you. Just having a little fun. Ezekiel 37. You see, I, I don't talk about this stuff a lot because I don't want people to become flaky. Every revelation that you get from God has to have practical application. What you get from God should not make you an ozone warrior. It shouldn't make you a space ninja. God has got assignments for us here on the earth. We can get so caught up in the revelatory realm and the angelic and the demonic that we lose sight of our relationship with God is not about being in the heavens. It's about living on the earth and making a difference here for the kingdom of God. And so when people get all flaky with me and they start talking to me about all this stuff that they see, but their lives are a mess. They don't have a good relationship with their husband or their husband with a wife. The family's in a, in a mess. That household is out of order because they do not understand how to take wisdom and apply it to their lives. This is live. Ezekiel 37. <laughs> Woo. Shaka Zulu, baby. The Lord took hold of me. This is Ezekiel. And I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. And he led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he said to me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. I have no clue. You're the only one who can figure this thing out. You asking me? Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put my breath. Everybody say the breath of life. 
I'm going to put my breath into you and make you live again. And I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. And I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Now watch this. Every time the Lord speaks a word to you, behind His word is the breath of life. If you will meditate on what God said, you can draw from the breath of life to restore your physical body. Let me say it again because some of you didn't get that. If you are sick in your body, you see, when God gives you an assignment in the earth, one of the things that we struggle with is the physical aspects of our natural body. And we are limited in what we can do because of issues with our body. Anybody with me? But God wants you healthy and God wants you strong so that you can fulfill your assignment. So in the command, in the assignment that God gives you, the breath of life is behind it. And if you understand that the breath of life is there, then you can meditate on what God said and from the Spirit... Draw the breath of life to connect your muscles, to heal your bones, to get your blood working right, to get your organs functioning, to get everything working so that you can do the work that the Lord has assigned for you to do. What was really interesting to me this week, about five people texted me or sent me a message or I spoke to them, saying that they hurt themselves this week. Five people. It's trips, falls, sprains, hits, hurts, broken toes, from Pastor Gideon in Africa to a pastor here in Claremont to Mr. Wayne who fell down the stairs to Tonka. Several people in like three days called me and said, pray for me, I'm hurt, letting me know there's problems. And right now, in the name of Jesus, this assignment to cause the body to stumble, to fall, to hurt themselves, to bring pain to the physical body, I break the assignment in the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask that you would release ministering angels to protect your people so the enemy has no access to cause them to not be able to fulfill what you've called them to do. And Father, where there has been pain, where there has been twisting and breaking, I speak now in the name of Jesus, let the muscles, let the bones, let the body be made whole in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? And so here's what I want you to do, family. I want you to understand, and I believe this is going to unfold and unlock, where the Lord is going to show me how in His Word, he's going to, I, I feel it coming. I don't see it yet, but I know it's coming. How to access not just the healing for your physical body, but how to access the resources to get the job done. There's a supernatural provision getting ready to break out. There's revelation that I feel is getting ready to unfold that is going to put us into a place 
where we know how to be healthy, divinely healthy and strong, where we will finish the assignment. We will not go blind. We will not be lame. We will not be limp. We will not be weak, but we will be strong. When the Israel left Egypt, there was not one sick, not one feeble among them. And in the 40 years in the wilderness, none of them had diseases unless they opened the door to the curse coming upon them. And we're going to shut every door in our lives. We're going to live righteously. And the devil is not going to have access to your household or your family. And you're going to be a light in a dark world. When there's people falling and dying around you, you're going to have the blood of the lamb on your doorposts. And sickness and disease and death will not touch you. And they will come running to you to say, how is it that you are healthy in the middle of a pandemic? How is it that you have provision when nobody else does? Because it will be dark in Egypt, but there will be light in Goshen. And even as the darkness and deep darkness comes upon the earth, the glory of the Lord will get brighter and brighter on the children of God. So I don't care what happens in the world. There has to be a shaking in the world for those that are in darkness to see the light. And here's the problem. If we as the church are just focused on what the trash is on the news, and we're always getting caught up in the assignments of what the devil is doing, that we're not spending the time that we need to be in the presence of our Heavenly Father to get our assignments from heaven so that we can walk in the authority of the sons and daughters of God here on the earth. Stop paying attention to what the devil is doing and be about your father's business. So, Father, ha, Shaka Zulu, in the name of Jesus, let the breath of life, let the wind of life, let the breath of heaven, oh, let it blow, Father, through us, your temple. And, Father, I thank you for a new authority in the mighty name of Jesus, sons and daughters of God, operating in dominion power, God, ruling over sin, sickness, poverty, disease, and death. I thank you, Lord, for a greater glory huh, that is being released to us in this hour. And, Father, we declare there is a mighty move of God happening through the church that is the bride, that is uh, walking with you, Lord, in purity. And, Father, we thank you that we are part of what you're doing here in the earth on the front lines. Pray for every mom in this place. I speak physical healing into your body now. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that they are fit, they are healthy, and they are strong. I ask that you would give them wisdom so that they can raise their children, Lord, and just be the most epic mom that she can be. And Lord, we bless their households and declare they have no lack in any area of their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me too. What's up with the family?